Welcome to Talkie Talk, the podcast for the TheMediaByUs.com. Joining me today is Chris. Hello. TJ. Hi. I'm David, and uh, we're, we're missing Brent today, but he'll be on the next one. We're leaving the chair open for him in case he wants to show up to dinner. We're not actually <laughs> missing him, he's just not here. <laughs> yes, the, the spot for Elijah. <laughs> Have you seen Brent? <laughs> we need to find Brent. Sounds like the like a tagline for some awful 2013 movie. <laughs> Have you seen Brent? But to be fair, Brent would be the barb of our group. <laughs> justice, he's also actually, justice for Brent. <laughs> yeah, he also is like preparing for a movie trivia game, which seems semi-appropriate. Yeah, apropos, even apropos. Yep. So apropos to that, today we're going to be talking about what we've been watching and then concluding with some uh, news. Oh yeah. I don't know if we have any. <laughs> we'll, we'll make some up. We'll get, we'll get on there. Yeah. yeah. We've got 45 minutes to come up with news. We'll get there. But uh, first, what we've been watching and or playing. Anyone want to go first? Oh, well, I'm excited. I made it a point to watch stuff this week. Excellent. Sweet. So we were looking for a show to watch and um, you know how... Amazon Prime does the thing where they have the first episode up, the pilot up for a show, and then like months later they'll put the full series on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so we watched the uh, live action uh, Tick. Oh yeah, is that up? Yeah, Peter Serafinowicz plays the Tick, and there's a bunch of other people in it who are kind of no names. Uh, That's a show I would go back and watch. The Patrick Warburton Tick. Yeah, yeah. Because I remember really liking it, and it kind of just fading out. And I don't know, I mean, obviously no one watched it, but... I totally forgot about that. When you said go back and watch it, that was like the animated show. Right. That sounds pretty good. But even still, the animated show was like, it was funnier than it had any business being. Yeah, a little ahead of its time. Yeah. Stuff. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, it's and it's the perfect time for that show to get rebooted because it's, you know, poking fun at the superhero genre. You know, right. Yeah. I had forgotten, but the Tick's big thing is just like... Blindly shouting out that, he, that everything's about destiny. <laughs> the guy they've got playing Arthur, like perfect, looks like he was like like pulled out of the cartoon. Hmm. Um, but yeah, it's funny. Uh, I'm excited for the rest of it to come out and watch it. It's like late August that it comes out. Okay, um, cool. August is going to be a busy month for TV, um, TV and movies. I feel like there's a lot coming movies out. Movies are ramping up quick. Yeah, yeah. this year. Um, so the tick. I watched 11 of the 13 episodes of Iron Fist. Oh. Um, I, I know. We talked about it last week as something that would may have gotten a little too much criticism. Yeah. As a, have you seen <clears throat> Luke Cage and... Have you seen the rest of them? Yeah, I've seen the rest of them. And I, I mostly watched this ready like ready to dislike it, mm-hmm. but I wanted to watch it for the Defenders series that's coming out. Right. I think the day and date with the tick. Um, but the trailer's really good, by yeah. the way. Yeah. The Defenders trailer. Um, yeah, Sigourney Weaver's in it, which is a cool pull. But yeah, it is it is much better than I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I went into it ready to like groan at all the action, but it's it's a superhero movie. It's got like flips and kung fu, and Danny Rand, the main character, talks about like chi fucking endlessly, and you just kind of have to get over that. Mm-hmm. This does seem like the like the worst produced. Uh, of the Netflix Marvel shows, mm. um, I, I would be unsurprised if someone told me that it originally aired on the CW. It's got that like Arrow or yeah. Flash kind of production value. It's sure. like always do, except for the. There's a clear like one, two, three, four in those to me. Yeah, yeah. It's Jessica Jones, Daredevil, Luke Cage, Iron Fist. Yeah, I mean, I I really liked Luke Cage um, only because it was uh, wildly different from the other two. 
Luke yeah. Cage, it did feel like two seasons, though. He got until Cottonmouth, right. and then I felt like there's such a vacuum there. Like, uh... Yeah. What's his name? Like, the Shades guy. <laughs> oh, like yeah. He's like a bad guy, and I think he's just a... A charismatic black hole. And then there's the other snake dude who's actually in charge. Mm-hmm. And that's, yeah, I mean, I think the best of Luke Cage is the first three episodes. Yeah. With, like, the prison flashbacks on him, like, I'm gonna get Harlem right. I feel like that's the case with the ones I've seen that aren't Jessica Jens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That season felt like a season on TV, but Daredevil and um, Luke Cage, I felt they kind of started strong. It was kind of... Yeah. I mean, I don't know, maybe not, because once D'Onofrio got on Daredevil, I feel like it got a lot better. Oh, yeah, I mean, Kingpin is just electric on that show. Yeah, but the season continues after... Doesn't the season continue after Kingpin is out of the picture? It does, I'm just saying, you have that build-up to him, too, though. Sure. So it wasn't a a steady drop-off. It definitely got worse when he left. But yeah, so it's... I mean, it's it's good. You know, I I, I don't understand all the hate. It does feel a little white savior-y. Because it's, you know, here's the fourth member of this team, or you've got, like, a woman with, like, sexual assault in her past, Mm -hmm. like, the black guy who's trying to save Harlem, and, like, the uh, differently abled attorney who's trying to, like, fight for justice, and then you've got billionaire white boy. Right. Mm -hmm. Who, like, yeah, his parents died, but so did everybody's fucking parents. That's, like, criteria number one for being a superhero, (laughs) is, was your parent a superhero, or did they die? Or both. (laughs) And if you can't check that box, then, you know, stay in Kunlun. I feel like Metropolis and, like, Gotham and all these places just should be teaming with orphans, like King's Landing style. <laughs> right the streets. Little, little birds. Yeah. <laughs> little flea bottom in Gotham. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's... I think... I think Gotham is. They make a make a point in at least uh, Dark Knight Rises mm-hmm. that Jogo Levs is an orphan and he is taking care of that orphanage that is... Been accepting funding from Wayne Industries, but well, I also like how both my examples were DC cities. <laughs> we're talking about the Marvel <laughs> TV universe. I heard one of the good points of that show is the character Colleen Wing. Yeah, she's, she's pretty cool. Yeah, she's awesome. She's like his first friend when he comes back to town. Because if you don't know the plot, it's billionaire goes on a flight with his parents when he's like, well, he's not a billionaire yet, but the rich family goes on a flight uh, to China. Uh, he's like 10 years old. Plane crashes. Everyone goes missing. And then he shows back up in New York City 15 years later after having trained with monks. Um, that is so much like Arrow. Yeah. <laughs> except except it's not four years. So the most interesting part of the show is that when he gets back to New York, he has to struggle to prove that he's Danny Rand and not like some imposter. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, in Arrow, it's like, I'm Oliver Queen. It's like, how do we know? Because I look like Oliver Queen. Right. And everyone's like, oh yeah, that's right. You do look like him. <laughs> Accepted. Yeah. Next story. But with this, like, it's a, it's like a major plot point. Like, he tries to find medical records of, like, uh, from when, like, he broke his arm skateboarding. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to prove it's him. Because there's stakes in the company. Rand Industries, if he can prove that he's Danny Rand. But, anyway. That's... Too much of a synopsis. Just to say, Iron Fist, not bad. Okay. You know. Cool. It's worth watching. 13 episodes. And uh, Colleen Wing, uh, who also plays Nymeria Sand, uh, read a funny interview because apparently she got the call from Benioff and Weiss. Her character wasn't very present in Game of Thrones while she was filming uh, Iron Fist and wasn't very, wasn't able to like shoot a lot. And that kind of contributed to her character not being on screen in Game of Thrones a lot. And so when she got the call for, we're talking about episode two of season seven of Game of Thrones, when she got the call 
uh, about uh, her character dying. She was excited because she knew that she had the defenders coming up. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I got the call from both of them, and whenever you hear both of them on the phone, you know what's happening to your character in Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Apparently had like some crazy phobia issues with the whip being wrapped around her neck. She's the whip one from Game of Thrones. Sure. To the point where she like freaked out and like had to have like a body double hmm. do some of the stuff. But weird. Yeah. But anyway, I go on and on about Iron Fist. It's not doesn't warrant that much talk, but it's good you should watch it. Okay. The other two things I'll go through quickly because I didn't really like them. One of them I definitely didn't like. I watched Life, uh, the space movie with Brian Reynolds and Jake Gyllenhaal with the uh, yeah. alien uh, starfish. Was my recommendation appropriate? What was it? That it Don't seemed like it. it was going to be good, but then it would kind of sucked. <laughs> yeah, I mean it. <clears throat> it turns into like a a strange movie partway through. Not strange, like like it's just. <sighs> Well, here, spoiler announcement for anybody listening to the podcast, if you care about this movie, life. Yeah. Because I know David doesn't care. And no. You've both seen it. So it's got the, the ending, David, is a, uh, like, two people get in a space, like, pod. Mm-hmm. One's supposed to go to Earth to tell everybody what happened. And one's getting, like, jettisoned out into space with this horrible alien thing. Yeah. That's the plan. And they do the old switcheroo on you. Yeah. Where the wrong pod goes to the wrong place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now this, like, alien thing is going to... Theoretically, take over Earth. Right. You kind of knew that because you had told me about the, the Venom rumors yep. when I first saw it's it. The symbiote. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, I wanted to try to like that, even if it seemed a little yawny. Um, I, yeah, I agree. And and on that, Kelly and I were talking about after we watched it. And so there are six characters in this movie. Seven if you include Calvin, the alien, you know, starfish thing. But each of the six characters, except for one of them, tries to sacrifice themselves for the greater good, and they accomplish nothing. Every single one of them tries to like be the hero, mm-hmm. just to no avail. Ryan Reynolds tries to like, all right, I'm gonna go in there and kill it, like close the door behind me, and like just gets murked. Like the mm-hmm. thing crawls into his mouth and just like blenders his body organs, mm-hmm. um, and like all the way down the line until you've got this like weird kind of like malevolent, formerly crippled but liberated in zero gravity in space biologist who's like was in charge of the thing. Um, he he's can't feel his legs, and he kind of lets it feed on his legs and brings it into like the place where the other people are, and like the strange that like, gives a strange speech. Well, it's not Calvin's fault. He's just trying to live. That's all we're trying to do. We're just trying to live. It it has to kill us. And it's like what really, the fuck? Really like, weird. It's so it's like such a stupid outlook on like you're a scientist. Like your job is to study it. Like. How could you have this viewpoint that, like, oh, no, no, no. Like, our fate is sealed. It wins now. Yeah. What do like, you do with that viewpoint yeah. as a movie that needs momentum? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I still said I know it's a little hypocritical with my views of my reality's already broken, so I'll accept anything when I'm watching a movie. But the second they find out it's violent, yeah, that these, like, seven geniuses we've sent to go discover life on Earth, their first thing is, like, Give me the eight foot flamethrower. I'm going at it. In yeah, the space oh, station. Yeah. It's like what? <laughs> How is that a good idea? Well, Nobody's telling him this is a bad idea. Don't they just jettison it into space in the very beginning? Yeah. There is a character who like talks about this fucking like ad infinitum, and her job is to guarantee the firewall. 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 It's all she fucking talks about. 
Firewall 1 is the box. Well, it escaped the box. Well, we've got Firewall 2 is the room. Escape the fucking room. Firewall 3. Like, Firewall 3 is, like, the whole spaceship. Like, mm-hmm. how is that Firewall 3? If it, this is real. And, also, when, like, the thing gets out of the box and, like, jumps inside Ryan Reynolds' throat, you can see a hatch at the end of the fucking room that's got the thing in it that, like, clearly opens... Because it says the word, like, open on it somewhere. <laughs> Fucking open that thing up, like, bye. Problem solved, movie over. But movies need plots, so they can't do that. Yeah, it just it felt. I was so disappointed. Because I wanted to like it. I feel like they could solve that if there's one thing in there. Like, if we send this out, it could fall to Earth because of our orbit or something like that. Yeah, they could do that. But that's, like, does a poor job at embracing, like, real-world physics. But the rest of the movie does that, too. And just, like, some kind of yeah, explanation. Some plot device. The obvious thing is jettison it through space. <clears throat> like, why aren't we doing that? Right, right. Because doing that, it would suffocate because it, it needs oxygen to breathe. So, I feel like the place where there's the least amount of oxygen should be good for it. None of this, like, you go in this pot, I'll go in that pot. Like, no, just fucking sit in there. Take your, your arc welder and, like, cut a hole in the fucking space station. And within, like, an hour and a half before this, this space station crashes into Earth, it'll suffocate and game over. But It definitely could have prevented it from coming to Earth. Like, a hundred different ways. Well, just, like, the easiest way of just, like, letting that thing kill you. Yeah. And then letting somebody from Houston blow the fucking thing out of space or whatever. Yeah, yeah their plan to... Which is, was their plan at some point. Yeah. Was like, we have to let it kill us. I don't know. I don't want to talk about it too long, but Jesus Christ. Yeah. It was, it was a frustrating movie. <laughs> and I'm not a screenwriter, but I'm allowed to say that whatever was written, it didn't It didn't work. That being said, some of like the body horror is really like well effects. One of the characters gets, his, gets like every bone in his hand destroyed. And you just see this like... Really limp bag of meat attached to the end of some guy's arm. Just everything, like, just broken and gross. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so some of the effects are really good. Uh, the way that this thing kind of evolves rapidly is cool. The effects are neat with that. Hmm. Um, Kelly thought that it was the fakest looking zero gravity she's seen in the movie in a long time. I don't remember it being particularly one way or the other. Yeah. But anyway, that's life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then the last thing I watched, which I'm not going to spend a lot of time on because it sounds like I'm just talking shit about stuff now. Uh, I, I watched uh, Fifty Shades Darker. <laughs> this is a safe place. Uh, David, what'd you watch? <laughs> uh, our safe word for this podcast is Buildings Roman. <laughs> uh, so, Fifty Shades Darker is bad. That's just it. It's not The movie wasn't made for me. Um, and I watched it. Uh, kind of like a man with a magnifying glass over like a hill of ants. Uh, I just wanted to, <laughs> to to watch it burn. Yeah, it sucks. There's, I, I, I could articulate, but anyone who's seen it knows that it's bad, and anyone who hasn't seen it yet isn't going to see it. Um, no one's coming back for Fifty Shades you're, Free. You're, you're the last new viewer of that movie on Earth. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's some guy in the room going, Woo! Got one more! <laughs> the last one we could potentially get. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's like... Plotless, meandering uh, garbage, and I don't know who it would turn on ever. You know, the the whole point of this second book is that Anastasia Steele has told Christian Grey that she wants to be vanilla with their relationship, and immediately goes not vanilla with it. Is like things got too intense last movie. Like let's let's take it easy, and then they cook something. All you see is them cutting bell peppers, but there's no other ingredients or food out. <laughs> 
<laughs> and then she's just like, basically like, I want you to tie me down and blindfold me and put a gag in my mouth and fuck me in the ass. And it's like, yeah, that's yeah, much slower than last time. I didn't realize we moved on to our night last night. <laughs> <laughs> Get back on movie talk. <laughs> the bell peppers was a dead giveaway. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's six days a week, me and bell peppers. But yeah, it's it's, it's a it's indistinguishable drivel for old ladies who have forgotten what. No, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> Just start getting mean. Old ladies who've forgotten the touch of a man. <laughs> <laughs> that, that laugh was weird for it too. <laughs> I was just thinking of oh, uh, 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 <laughs> just watch an episode of The Office where Phyllis is listening to an audiobook of Fifty Shades. <laughs> she's just like rocking back and forth with it, and he's like, "We got to get this out, <laughs> out of the office." That was a good. That was a cold open, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. They dump a bucket of water on her. Andy <laughs> confiscates the phone. Then you see Andy in his desk going, "Oh." <laughs> and he gets a bucket of water too. But yeah, Fifty Shades Darker. Uh, surprising that during the credits there is a like. There's a Samuel Jackson scene. <laughs> um, there's a uh, trailer for Fifty Shades Freed at oh. the end of the credits of Fifty Shades Darker. Well, he was going to recruit Christian Grey to be in the Avengers. <laughs> How could they do a trailer for that? Did they like Lord they of the Rings style don't... block shoot it? They could have. I mean, I don't know why he wouldn't. Yeah, before those two people. Hate each other and can no longer do movies. They don't. They they actually do hate each other though, don't, yeah. don't they? They do. Yeah, even more. Well, Probably all the violent sex. I don't know. You know what a In movie is? <laughs> it is a movie. I don't think they're actually having violent sex together. We got to stop the podcast. We have a lot to talk about. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> But yeah, that's what I watched. Sorry for going long. Delete all of it. Dive Delete all of it. For myself, I watched a TV show, watched a movie, played a game. Ooh. Like doing a little outline. One on one on one. The TV show I watched was on Netflix about an anti-hero father who engages with criminals and a Mexican drug cartel to try to protect his family through being really good at his job, focusing on process and finding a normal business as a front for his dirty money. Do you like screenshot the... Is that Breaking Bad? No. <laughs> it sounds familiar because it is the show Ozark, okay. which very clearly has a lot of inspirations out there. Yeah. Nice. How <laughs> so was it, though? I, d- I think I like it. It's just so familiar. Yeah. Like, everything is shot in this blue tone that reminds me of, like, a bunch of other, like, oh, this is a dark show. Right. Show. And it's, like, family in crisis... And there's like crimes, and some people know what's going on, and some people don't. Huh. And trying to cover up stuff and interacting with things. The location is, is fun. It's Lake of the Ozarks. So they're on a lake, and they got like a lake house. That's different from, nice. I don't B- know, Albuquerque. Bikinis. So some bikinis. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's Jason Bateman's really interesting as a guy who's just straight dark anti-hero uh-huh. like the anti-hero we seem to always have but it's uh, never Jason Bateman it's never Jason Bateman so that's new yeah <laughs> I don't know I, I, I've I've kept watching it though I've gone through like eight episodes there's, there's something about it that it's it's got a good rhythm to it that it, that it keeps going and there's some interesting characters in it yeah I'm, I'm enjoying it but I don't I don't know if it's good I guess hmm. or maybe at this point like 
if you're it's inspired by be. if you're inspired by Breaking Bad, and I also think inspired by Bloodline, I think one of the writers is the same writers. Yeah. It's another like on a body of water, a family is in crisis, dealing with the effects of a crime. Yeah. Right? You know, maybe those are broad strokes enough that it's not that bad that uh, shows inspired by it, especially if you're gonna. A show nowadays is going to be inspired by something because there's been too much TV. There's like 1,400 yeah. avenues for new television and new sure. content. Yeah, and fuck it. If a show rips off Breaking Bad now and it's still a good show, Breaking Bad's not on anymore. It's not crowding out Breaking Bad. True. And, you know, it's the sequel argument. Like, oh, the sequel sucks. Like, fine, go watch the original, you know? The, right. the original is still just as good. So I, th- I think I like it. It's got a decent arc to it. It does do some interesting stuff. Uh, it does... Like we talk about, like the wire style, just plop you in the middle of what's going on. Cool. Rather than a big preamble, like how this guy got into, you know, compromising his morals. Yeah. They do a flashback, but it's like eight episodes in, which is kind of interesting. Like, So you're already familiar with everybody. And then late exposition. Late exposition, yeah. Cool. And uh, this is in the first episode, but I'll, I'll spoil this, that <laughs> interesting take on it from Breaking Bad is the wife is complicit from the beginning. And the family knows about it from the beginning. Hmm. So rather than, you know, there's so much tension in the family dynamics and the complicated moral thing of making you, you know, want this bad guy like Walter White to do something and Skylar White's annoying because they won't, he won't let him do crime. Right. <laughs> Even though she's the, probably the best character on that show Honey, from a moral perspective. let me crime. They're all covering for each other, which is Sweet. interesting. Yeah. It's, do you get any... Uh... Any feelings of uh, uh, Michael Bluth? <laughs> every every now and then, <laughs> I just watched like, like too the, much Arrested. Like the whole family is like doing a poor job covering it up. <laughs> you just expect like Ron Howard and like that bam 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 bam, bam. and he's just like, whatever. <laughs> yeah, this would be something like Jason Bateman's character Marty Bird will say like, "What's the most important thing in this family?" And I want to say breakfast. <laughs> <You know, laughs> <rest of> <laughs> It's like, oh no, it's covering up this crime. <laughs> Got it. But it's enjoyable. One unique thing, another unique thing this show does is the opening. It does kind of a, a cold open and then shows, it doesn't show Ozark, but it's an O with four symbols in it. And the symbols come to play in the episode. I think uh, Katie, uh, one of the uh, listeners and our friends, also watched it. That uh, her and uh, her and her family, while they're watching it, say, "Oh, that's the thing." Nice. <laughs> like, kind of interact with it a little bit. Bingo! Like they'll be based binoc- on the title. There'll, there'll be binoculars. Then later on, you see shot from binoculars, and you uh, go, "Bingo!" <laughs> Some of them are a little more esoteric, but I don't know. I'm I'm watching it. I like to save full judgment until I'm finished with a right. season. Yeah, because that's how it's conceived as a full arc. Right. But I like it enough to keep going, and I think I like it. And I'm going to just put aside my, my thing about this feels really familiar. Because, hey, whatever. Yeah. Um, the movie I watched was um, a movie called Man Up, British rom-com, with Simon Pegg and Lake Bell. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah, I've seen it on Netflix for a while. Lake Bell, write like, it? No, it's this British uh, woman that wrote it. Oh, that's right. I started listening to this podcast about uh, rom-coms. <laughs> I, I do all kinds of stuff. Called You Had Me at Hello. He had us at hello, something like that. Going to the structure of those kind of movies. The person who hosted is the writer of that movie, mm-hmm. and uh, got me interested in it. It's been in my Netflix queue for a while. Um, it wasn't horrible. You saw it? Yeah, yeah, a few months ago. It's pretty good. It's kind of a cute setup. Yeah, like a nice little meet cute, and then just like a rom com happens. You don't like the word meet cute? I fucking hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I um, 
I have a weird like relationship. I feel like with Lake Bell, it's like, oh, she's pretty, and I like her movies, and then I watch most of them. And I'm like, I don't like her, and I don't like this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Usually, what I end up saying. It is really weird seeing her British, though. Yeah. Like, accent stuff doesn't really bug me, but I don't know. Some Americans doing British accents is just a little off. Right. But Simon Pegg is as charming as ever. Lake Bell's probably getting it. I liked her in a, in a World, the voiceover movie. That movie was really good. Yeah. I think she wrote and directed that one, too. See that one instead. <laughs> good but talk. <laughs> Man, Up, Man Up was good enough. It was the only thing I really saw this week. Was and, it good enough? <laughs> and as far as games, I finally finished Breath of Fire 3 on the PSP. Oh, nice. 75 hours into it. Yeah. I decided... Sounded so, like... Sounded like such an asshole thing to say. What? Oh, nice! Uh, nice! <laughs> yeah, bro! <laughs> so I defeated Miria, and, uh... And then, is from... There, is there any extra stuff in that game on PSP? If there was, I don't really remember. Like... From 10 years ago. Right. Fuck. 20 years ago when we first played that game and came out in 97. Yeah. I just don't remember. I think the ending is like a little better graphics. It's got like a thing about these characters walking, but there's no dialogue or anything. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I saved a clear file. I don't know what that even means. That means that you can New Game Plus. I don't know if it's a New Game Plus or if it's I can just go back to fight Miria if I want to. Like there's a decision you can either fight Miria or get the bad ending that you decide... She's, this is deeper than I thought I'd go in Breath of Fire 3, but decide that her um, control over the world is keeping us safe. Yeah. I've never chosen that option. I guess you could go back for it. To um, see the alternate. Yeah, just see yeah. what happens. Yeah. And the other thing I've been uh, playing, I just started, was uh, posted in the Games by Us about the, I'm in the PS Plus member, the free games. Oh yeah. I think Xbox has the same kind of thing. Game of Thrones was free. I think it's still free until Tuesday. Nice. Along with Until Dawn. So I put in Game of Thrones because it's been very dominant in the culture. Yeah. yeah. And it's uh, kind of fun. Telltale game style. So it's all about choices, dialogue, and quick time events, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, we watched a little bit when we came over to record just now. Yep. It, seems, it seems fun. Those games are fun for Sunday morning. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, just killing some time. Right. It is good. They do have the original voice talent, as far as I know, unless there's like some great impersonations sound going likes, on. Yeah. Maybe some sound alikes, but they do a pretty good job of, you know, it's the characters from the show. It's the biggest thrill when you get to interact with some of them. Right. Some of the original characters, like I was saying, are a little thin and a little, little grating, but I don't know. Good enough. Yes. Have you guys played any other uh, Telltale games besides? I think you guys have all played Walking Dead, right? I played the first season of Walking Dead. Me too. Mm-hmm. Me too. Other than that, I mean, I've had I've had interest in them, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I really want to play uh, Wolf Among Not Wolf Among Us. Is that the the Telltale one? The yeah, the, Wolf Among Us. Yeah, Wolf Among Us. It's the um, Fables. Fables. Yeah, it's graphic novel series. Fables was turned into. It's like a kind of like a prequel, and you play the big bad wolf, mm-hmm. Big B, Big B Wolf. Seems neat. I just I don't know I don't don't know I, when I play video games I kind of want to like do stuff and like run around and interact with the world just, at a quicker pace. Yeah, those games just don't seem as essential as something that's that active. Like I also have Tales from the Borderlands, which was a free download in uh, June. Yeah, and same kind of thing. Telltale games you can choose your own paths. Interesting world. I just mm-hmm. have never still haven't picked it up yet. Yeah, haven't played it. But apparently, you know, they got Batman. They got all kinds of shit. Yeah. Nice. There's a Minecraft one. Oh, weird. Yeah. So bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. 
But yeah, I love PS Plus because I find myself going on there like once a month and going, like, oh, awesome. And as long as you like add it to downloads mm-hmm. or like you don't even have to download yet, it's just like, yes, add to my cart. And then it's just it's there. So every month, two free games. And uh, really excited about playing Until Dawn because it's basically it's that yeah. it's like the long form horror movie where all of your choices affect the future, <clears throat> where any of the like 10 characters can die and the game goes on. Um, and you can, there's no, like, fail state, it's just the game ends when it ends. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched a playthrough of it, and uh, I'm really interested to spend some time with it. Yeah, I mean, Hayden Panettiere did uh, voice work and capture for it, yep. so did Rami Malek. Rami Malek, Mis- Malek's Mis- in it, yeah. Mr. Robot. Nice, yeah. I think some other people that aren't aren't as famous, but... Um, the, like, the, the jock is the, the black dude who you're in the cabin with. I feel like he is the same character and the same role as uh, Cabin in the Woods. I'm not confirmed on that. Hmm. Um, but yeah, seems real neat and it's free and download. The only thing that stopped me from like downloading it and wanting to play it like ASAP is that it's like 38 gigs. Yeah, it's it's real big. Yeah, like Game of Thrones, I downloaded was like, well, there's not a lot to that game. Yeah, but it was like 1.5 gigs or something like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I downloaded Pyre, which is the new Supergiant Games game. Mm-hmm. And it was like eight gigs, which on the PlayStation Network means that it took like fucking six hours to download. But mm-hmm. basically, you got to do an overnighter. Yeah, and I tried doing the thing where like I'll log on to the PlayStation Store at work and be like, "All right, I'm gonna buy this. Like, download it to my machine." But it never works. It never actually starts the download, even when it's like, "All right, we'll download this now." <laughs> it just like doesn't do it. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. Free games is always fun. Xbox yeah. is the same kind of thing. Yeah. And Switch doesn't. <laughs> right. But that's me. Nice. TV movie game. I watched four things. Uh, movie I might be most excited for this year that, that's coming out, maybe besides Star Wars, is uh, It. One of my favorite books. The trailers mm-hmm. are really, really fucking good, I think. So we watched the miniseries from 1990. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's good. It's one of those roles. Tim Curry was like praised at the time. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Portrayal. Um, it'll, in the book, they leave a lot of what Pennywise does to the reader. It'll be like, like Georgie reaches down to the sewer, and then the, the next page is like they found his like armless body mm-hmm. or whatever. But you don't get a lot of describing what Pennywise does, mm-hmm. mainly because you assume he shape shifts in the book. Mm-hmm. Tim Curry was really good. I always forget that's him whenever I'm watching that. It's uh, it's like Michael Keaton Beetlejuice. Yeah, like mm-hmm. I never. While I'm watching, I know it's Michael Keaton, but I never think about that being Michael Keaton. Mm-hmm. I've always done that with Dustin Hoffman and Captain Hook from Hook. Yeah, that's a, that's a good example. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A good one. I don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> David, Nance. I, I know who all actors are all the time. So yeah. <laughs> I don't. That doesn't happen to me. I was asking Cassandra we were watching it. I was like, we did this. She notoriously does not listen to the podcast at all. But I was. We did an episode a while ago. Notoriously, yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a thing. But uh, I was like, we did an episode. Months ago, where you know, like, who do you associate with that actor? You know, I remember doing that. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, "Who's your Tim Curry?" And she was like, "Obviously, it's it's Rocky Horror." Yeah. Um, I was like, "Yeah, I get that." She's like, "Who's it for you?" I was like, "It's Congo." <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> 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 it's the first place I go to with Tim Curry. <laughs> Is it like Home Alone Two or Clue? Old Tim Curry, right before he had a stroke in Congo. <laughs> and then I did a dumb thing and went to watch all the Easter eggs I could find from the Ready Player One trailer. Mm-hmm. So I watched the first Batman, the Michael Keaton Batman. It holds up. Yeah. I, I, yeah, it's, it's still one of the best ones, I think. Yeah. 
Yeah, real cartoonish, but you know, if you're if you're cool with that, it was good. a cartoon. Yeah. yeah, if you're cool with that, it's good. That's the thing. And then there are people that weren't. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. like a Dick Tracy style vibe on it, like yeah. that, that kind of uh, that kind of visual tone to it. Well, you do see what what he was trying to do too, though, in those, and then like how far out of hand it got. Yeah, mm-hmm. in like the late nineties. It's like, why does everybody have glow sticks on all the fucking time? <laughs> Jesus. Why does Batman's suit have nipples? God. The glow stick fights. Like, what? Wait, why? did you watch Star Wars? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I watched Batman. I watched Nightmare on Elm Street, which isn't a great horror movie, but I love that premise. It's kind of foolproof. Yeah. For just scaring the shit out of people. It is bizarre. I remember, it, like, that was terrifying as a kid accidentally watching like one of those sequels yeah on like i don't know some kind of basic uh cable channel i i saw it like a year ago or so yeah like in hindsight freddy krueger's just like this uh vaudevillian comedian he's <laughs> like cat got your tongue, <laughs> got your tongue. he's like the, the literal quipper <laughs> i mean yeah it's it's uh also as a kid you're like i don't want to go to sleep now i might die and as an adult you're like Seems like the best way to go. <laughs> sleep. So this happens tonight. Peace world. It's also like the older you get and the more you work, it's just like oh, nothing's going to stop me from sleeping <laughs> at this point. Like no way. <laughs> you, yeah, you get it now. You're like, oh, I see why they all died. Yeah. When I was twelve, I was like, just stay awake forever. <laughs> yeah. Nowadays, like, well, I mean, I may die in my sleep, but what? I'm going to drive on the interstate with zero hours of sleep. Yeah. That's dangerous. That's crazy. <laughs> Could kill somebody's daughter. <laughs> Yeah, it's. I think. I think the whole Freddy Krueger backstory is. I mean, it, it, it seems like they kind of just cobbled it together, like as they were filming. Uh, right. Like, oh, he worked in this uh, plant, and he was molesting kids, maybe. <laughs> and bad. we set fire to him. Oh, they're like, oh, that's good because he's got a burny face. Because yeah. <laughs> then, like in later movies, don't you find out that like he wasn't actually hurting the kids? He was like, I don't know. It's. It doesn't matter. It. Yeah, the plot of that doesn't matter. It's just a vehicle for like, how can we kill people in crazy ways in dreams? Yes. Um, can we suck Johnny Bed Johnny Depp into a bed of <laughs> blood? Bed into no. Depp. <laughs> yeah. What a horrifying dream! You stayed at Lime Depp. That's not a dream. <laughs> Shame. Uh, and the one I want to talk about because it is the best movie I watched this week. Uh, I forgot how good it was because I don't think I've seen it since I was in high school with Iron Giant. So good. Nice. Love that movie. Yeah. When, you said, when you said that you went through all the Easter eggs from Ready Player One, the, the Ready Player One truck. Well, no, no, no. <laughs> I, I thought you meant like you watched like a like a video of like someone pointing out like all the Easter eggs. I don't know. I watched the movies. That were, yeah. Just <laughs> any like that cultural be... touchstone from a movie in that trailer. You're like, yeah. I gotta watch that movie now. Yeah. They're basically prequels. <laughs> <laughs> that would seem pretty easy in that trailer, though. It's like, and right here, and they pause like. That is Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Batman. You may know him from films such as Batman. <laughs> <laughs> like do like a slow zoom in. <laughs> we really annoyed though. They were like, and that's Batman from Suicide Squad. <laughs> from Academy Award winning film Suicide Squad. Freddy Krueger from Freddy vs. Jason. <laughs> Man, there's one. There's one later uh, Nightmare on Elm Street where. The cast of the movie oh, yeah. is getting attacked by Freddy. Mm-hmm. So you've got the guy that plays Freddy Krueger getting killed by himself in his dream. Mm-hmm. It's uh that was pretty decent though. I like the the meta part of it. Yeah, 
I just feel like at that point, if you're making a movie about it, you should have a pretty good grip of what's going on. <laughs> like, you know... Like, wait, we can just write this and change it, right? Yeah. <laughs> we obviously created this thing. Um, I know you've never seen Iron John. I might have to assign that one day. You've, you've seen, seen it, right? I've seen it, but it was a long time ago. It's uh, highly It's on Netflix streaming. I know it's a real tearjerker. Highly recommend it. Really good. Animation is really, really solid. Yeah, it's like some of the best like American animation I remember. I mean, it looks like classic Disney. It's really mm-hmm. well done. Great story. Characters are awesome. It's just, there's nothing wrong with that movie. It's a, an easy five-starter. Vin Diesel doing another great voice acting role. I feel like we talk about Vin Diesel every single week. Because I put him in your mind. I've incepted you. <laughs> it's like Guardians of the Galaxy, Fast and Furious, Iron Giant, all this stuff. Next week, I'm... Well, so you named the three things I can think of. Etc, etc. Yeah, Fast and Furious 3. <laughs> Find Me Guilty. What was that movie? Oh, yeah. Find Me Guilty. Yeah. I'm going to watch Chronicles of Riddick for next week. Or I'm going to wait four weeks and assign it as homework. (laughs) You could. Chronicles of Riddick's not not a bad movie. Topic, underrated franchises. Uh, Pitch Black was fantastic. Yeah. Not going to talk about Chronicles of Riddick. Save it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's that's what I watched. I definitely thought, I assume y'all had seen Iron Giant more recently than you had. It's, It's really good. I would watch it again. Did you cry? No. Did you get sad? Not because of that, anyway. <laughs> I will protect you. I stuck my toe in the middle of the movie. <laughs> After you're cutting your bell peppers, you started cutting some onions. Actually, while I was watching that, I had a <laughs> splitter in my foot. So I had to get it out. Like, straight up like a fucking Aesop's fable. <laughs> <laughs> did you, did, so you didn't did you almost Did you almost crush her like a mouse? <laughs> I mean, I was going to. She didn't help me. <laughs> To Wanyayana. <laughs> to the moon. Do you have any old TV show you want to quote, David? You guys want to talk uh, episode of Game of Thrones? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have to. <laughs> I don't know. The electricity kind of dies about those episodes. It, it turns into anticipation for today's episode since we record on hard. Sundays. Well, we can turn into what do you want to see tonight? Or what do you think we're going to see? Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna kill it every week then 100% yeah, it was a, I thought it was a, a slightly better episode than the opener I didn't hate the uh, there was some some talk on one of the, the TV bias I guess Facebook group uh-huh. it was hard to follow the the battle of the Greyjoys but I didn't have too hard of time figuring out what was going on neither did I the battle should be viewed from a thousand feet away not like you're in the action. Like it's dark. Oh, right. It's dark and it's close and there's fire and all the characters look alike. Like they're going to highlight the on-screen people who it matters if they die. Yeah, you're not going to miss anything cuz somebody just... died on a boat back there. Yeah. Plus I think part of that is purposeful. It's like the chaos that also leads to it was kind of heartbreaking uh Theon turns to Reek basically yeah. as PTSD yeah. in the middle of all that chaos and carnage. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I thought um What's, his, what's the brother that's there? You're on. Oh, it was interesting seeing that he... There was a little doubt in my mind if he was like a walk-the-walk kind of guy. Yeah. Um, he might just be a bullshitter. And he obviously isn't now. We know that. Right. He's a badass. I realize how, afterwards how close King's Landing and Dragonstone are. That yeah. They really could have just like met up. <laughs> yeah. Well, and there's uh, Alt-Shift-X did its breakdown on Friday. It's funny thinking about like he talks about like how bad of like a military strategist Danny is because they went uh, since the Sand Snakes were in Dragonstone talking about the big plan. That means that they went from Dorne to Dragonstone 
back to Dorne to pick up the troops, and then like they're on their way back up to Dragonstone. So mm-hmm. They're like they're bouncing back and forth between those two ports. It's like, all right, you could have planned this a little better. As far as exposing yourself to risk, yeah, like, yeah. the fewest amount of moves probably would have been more sense making. I, I and I think. What do we know for sure that the the troops from Dorne were part of that battle? No, I actually don't know that. Yeah, I think that maybe on the way they've been on the way to get them, and they just had whatever troops, just the Ironborn. Yeah, that that were siding with. That was my take, but their the plan was to bounce back. But they but they had already picked up the snakes. The snakes were in. The snakes were there because they were part of the conference. Even I thought it was just Alaria who was part of the conference. She was part of the conference, but they were in Dragonstone because they they had uh, went with them. To go to Dragonstone. Okay. Went with Elena and uh, Ilaria. Yeah. I forget when they had the stupid conversation like, who gets to kill blah, 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 blah. If, if that was on the way to Dragonstone or on the way to get attacked by silence. Yeah, I, mean, I just don't remember. The, the only thing is I don't remember seeing any Dornish yeah. looking folk. <coughs> all right. Dying. Yeah, no. They were all totally possible. Yeah, and you figure they would have gotten some Dornish wines. They wouldn't have to settle for. Right, and they even talk the, about blah, yeah. blah. She's like, I'll, I'll treat you to a Dornish red. <laughs> Uh, pop quiz, hot shot. Do you guys, can you guys name the three, uh, or all four of the sand snakes? No. <laughs> Next question. Alaria is the mom? Yes. Her da- daughter that survives, I think it's like Tyene? No. Wait, yes. Nymeria, only because it's the same name as one of the what, dire wolves. Yeah. It's weird that in Game of Thrones where you can invent any name. Well, it's the name is from a fairy tale. Okay. Well, the name is from a queen that right. conquered... That came to Dorne. Okay. Yeah, the first the, the first queen to conquer Dorne. Yeah. And the other sand snake, Sandra. <laughs> Obara. Obara, that's yeah. right. Sandra Snake. It was <laughs> 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 a 90s sitcom with, with Sandy Snake. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was... Uh, I'm trying to think of anything else that... I mean, I think you get uh, the Nymeria coming back. The wolf Nymeria. Yeah. Which, do y'all think... I'm kind of on the assumption now that Arya's going to actually double back again and head back to King's Landing. Huh, because the it's it's not you? Yeah, because it's not her to... I mean, she's a revengeful, a vengeful yeah. person. Mm-hmm. Well, there's there's I think there's two schools of thought. One is George R. R. Martin's big fucking mouth. He said uh, in an interview like, how can you have a giant wolf and a huge pack of wolves and not have them play a central part in the plot? You know, stupid George R. R. Martin, and half the shit he says isn't true. It's just him like getting excited about like, oh, big walls. <laughs> um, and everyone says, write something, and he goes, <laughs> when are you gonna die? <laughs> um, and the other one is uh, that Arya's not gonna change at all. It's it's it was kind of a a low key flashback to something that Ned told her in season one. Is she was like, but yeah. I I don't want to be a lady. Yeah. And she could be remembering her father, making her want to go back to Winterfell even more for yeah, the family connection. I mean, they set it up either way, I guess. I mean, so. she can't just like ping pong back and forth in like the middle of the King's Road. Like, it'd be real boring if she's just like, right. I should go to Winterfell. Like, wait, 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 wait. Like, no, I'll go to King's Landing. Right. Yeah, like in a vacuum, I could see what you're talking about, but in the context of there's. Five. Less than ten episodes left. Yeah. Well, I think it's more than ten, but it, like for this season 11. to like waste that time going her going back and forth in the King's Road would seem like a waste. Man, I don't know. Y'all are like confident she's she's going she's going to Winterfell. I think she's going to Winterfell, but not I, just. I would, I would bet money on the opposite. Huh. Interesting. We'll see tonight. Well, I feel like the, the way they why that was so Woo! <laughs> you're wearing the headphones and you're doing yeah. funny voices. <laughs> 
Um, I feel like the way they juxtapose the scenes of Arya finding, uh, speaking of juxtaposition, uh, and the scene with Arya and Hot Pie, the one before it, cutting into the grayscale and then Hot Pie putting a spoon into a, that pie. It was just like, gross. That director's done at least, so. Yeah. I don't see any more of that. I thought he, no, he's doing episode three also. I don't think so. Mark Mylod. He didn't do the first one, he did two and three. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where Arya is like, oh, my family's at Winterfell. Like, John's still alive. He's the king of the north. Sansa's there. Like, crazy. And then immediately cuts to John back in the council of the bannermen of the north mm-hmm. saying, like, it's final. I'm going. Yeah. Uh, that's the. Makes only... me think that Arya's going to get there and that John's was, not. Yeah. I was going to say, that's the only thing that makes me think y'all could be right, but I still think y'all are idiots. So. <laughs> well, you know, you think that anyway. Yep. That's what I do with this. So eat shit, fuck face. <laughs> what'd you guys think? Of, what'd you guys think of the uh, the Google Translate uh, revelation about the prince that was promised? <laughs> I mean, whatever. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Sure. Yeah. If they felt like that was necessary, maybe it was for some people. I didn't need it. Yeah, I don't, I don't think any of y'all needed it. Yeah, but I don't need that religion to be right for all of and like match up with a different prophecy. Mm-hmm. You know, we've heard the. The prophecy from Karth that there will be, you know, three dragons and three heads to the dragon. So, you mm-hmm. know, people are already shipping uh, Danny with lots of people that like Azora High and Mel Saunders says, there may be a role for you and another. It's like, you know, I don't need to say that. Like you've, you spent like four seasons telling someone like, you're the chosen one, you're the chosen one, you're the chosen one. Oh, you're dead. You're the chosen one, you're the chosen one, you're dead, but you're back. You're the chosen one, and then like, yeah, get the fuck out of here, Mel Sandra, You're crazy. You yeah, know? it's 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 a bad bet to place your chips behind the people that she picks to be Azora High. Hmm. We just don't know enough about that to all of a sudden start giving it ground rules, right? Like it just seems like a waste of dialogue. Yeah, like we're already betting on like a light lord, yeah, granting somebody powers to save the world. Mm-hmm. I don't need to be like you know I don't need a fucking lesson on pronouns. <laughs> like, yeah. No, true. And we're we're operating in a in a world where it seems like all of the religions are right. They all exist. I think I talked about it, I think I talked about it last week. But there is magic in the weirwoods. The mm. the, the old gods there. Bran is the three eyed raven. Like that's proof that that like if people worship the weirwoods and the three eyed raven, like proof positive that that shit's real. Sure. Right. You know, Melisandre is bringing people back to life. Mm. Like she is seeing prophecy in fire. Smoke monster. <laughs> we'll never forget. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely operate under the assumption that every religion is real. Yeah, except for the seven. Like the, that seems like the only one that's like complete bullshit. That's, is, yeah, that's like the first one. Yeah, it's like the, the the Western religion imposed upon like the barbarians of Westeros when they first colonized or conquered. The, was it the was the first men? Were they, or was it the Andals that brought the seven? I don't know. Or probably, I think, I think maybe the Andals, because the first men were Starks, and they had the Weirwoods and the, those gods. Yeah, they just they fought the children of the forest or whatever. Mm. I just like the episode. Yeah, I do get you know I know what the show's doing, but I do get a little thrill when I hear characters finally talk about each other, and they're finally going to come in. I got you know for the first time in seven years, going to come in direct communication with each other. I got really excited when I thought about Arya and Sansa seeing each other. Yeah, and yeah. John and even though you think Daenerys it's not and... happening, and we're idiots for thinking it well. Well, I mean, I'm talking about in yeah. between her leaving and right. seeing that yeah. yeah, John and Danny is the one that fans have been clamoring for, and just people knowing about each yeah. other rather than it being, you know, like a uh, Oscar Wilde 
<laughs> comedy of errors, like showing up right as someone's leaving or like passing someone in the roads. They at least like know a lot of characters know what's going on. The person who's the most out of it is Arya, getting caught up in all this stuff, but it's obviously because she's on the outskirts of society. Yeah, essentially. And, and even still, Hot Pie is. Which, by the way, seeing Hot Pie made me think that like Gendry Watch is fucking live again. Yeah, like Gendry could be coming back. They're bringing Hot Pie back, yes. but uh, yeah, Arya kind of talks about it uh, with Hot Pie when he's like, "Oh, did that big night lady find you?" Mm-hmm. And so like she's now back in the web because someone knows that someone was looking for her and she said that yes that she found her mm-hmm. yeah it's it's good that we're we're kind of like tightening the the noose around the story yeah it's crazy that it's still got it's, 11. it's still paying off on characters seeing each other like that feeling I had when I saw John and Sansa hug at mm-hmm. Castle Black like they can still do that it's so bizarre to me yeah. so so good mm-hmm. to be able to Still have that. I haven't yeah. lost anything. So everyone's threatening Littlefinger. What do you think his plan is? Because it doesn't seem like he has one. To, to die this season. That's my, my guess. I think his men become... No, his men wouldn't become Sansa's men. Where is Sansa actually connected now? Like through marriage or through title? I mean, she's the Just she's in charge of the North Bell now. But. Yeah. That's the interim title, though. Right. Well, she's, like, she's no longer married to Roose, so she is not married to anyone. So she has no Ramsey. she has no claim on the uh, the men of the Vale. No. That is just Littlefinger's what he wants to do. So if Littlefinger dies, those men return to the is it the yeah, I, mean, I guess her her cousin no the 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 Vale is the, the king. Vale. Yeah, her cousin is the Lord of the Vale. Yes. No, I thought Robert Aaron was dead. He just does whatever Littlefinger. Yeah. Well, Lysa Lysa's dead. Lysa's dead, but her cousin is the Lord of the Vale. That's what I'm saying. Okay, not her aunt. Right. Okay. Her aunt died. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, that was a, a tangent, but what Littlefinger's plan is. Yeah. I, I, don't, I just don't understand why he's hanging around. I mean, I do think he's truly in love with oh, yeah. Sansa. Yeah. And he'll... But she, like, she, she's, she's... She's starting snaky. She's, like, professional in how quick she fucking shuts him down. Yeah, but I think he knows there's a sliver in her that he's trying to manipulate now with the her having power, and Littlefinger is around people with power like moths and flames, you know? Yeah. For him to be able to influence what happens in the north and kind of get in with her, I think is probably his plan. I think power's number one. I think power's number one goal for Littlefinger, and always has been, except for Lady Starks. I yeah. feel like they have a special hold on him, whatever reason. Redheads. Anything you're excited to, for seeing tonight? I mean, now, now I'm excited to see what happens with Arya. I mean, I was convinced that wasn't a thing I needed to think about. But. I want Arya to kill people. Okay. You want her to go to King's Landing, or do you just want her to kill people wherever? I don't necessarily want her to King's Landing, but I feel like there's a big tipping point. She will hit a body count that the many-faced god will finally send Jack and Hagar, and I want to see that conflict come to a head. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no way that Arya makes it through to the end of the show. Because she's abusing her power. She's abusing her power. She is misusing the, the many-faced god's sure. abilities. And there has, to be some, there has to be some justice in this. Yeah, the world. show's universe says, you know, you don't get rewarded for being moral, but if you do stuff like this, you are brought brought to right eventually. Right. Yeah. I'm excited to see, uh, just visually, Casterly Rock for the first time. It's uh, been yeah. mentioned for like seven years. Yeah, that's true. It's the Lannister home, right? Yep. Like, uh-huh. Their seat for the house when it's not in King's Landing. Yeah, they talk about it being like this impenetrable fortress that like no one has ever like successfully laid siege to it. Yeah, it should be pretty crushing if like the fleet is wiped out 
like the Greyjoy fleet, and if the uh, the siege is repelled and she loses a large amount of the Unsullied, what yeah. are Danny's options after that? Yeah, I want to I want to see how Danny reacts to like generals in her army being captured. Mm-hmm. Like, is she a rescuer? Or is she just gonna like? Cause she can just fucking you know saddle up a dragon and go burn the fucking fleet. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And see, that's, kill them both. And see, that's the thing that it's like. When she set out on this plan to lay siege to King's Landing and then sack Castle Rock, there was discussion like, oh, that's a terrible plan, like, blah, 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 blah. It's like, she always can just be like, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to go do the thing where I burn the keep. Like, can just at, at any point, just right. be like, all right, I'm going to go do that. Like, You'll pull an egg down. BRB, hold my beer. Yeah. And, uh, was it, Clyborne, his his nefarious plan, the, the genius, think-out-of-the-box necromancer. We have a plan for that. What's your plan, Kai? Crossbow. Crossbow. It's a big one. <laughs> it's, I think someone was saying... Pull that like lever. Uh, see what's going to happen. <laughs> it's like the dragon horn of Jorgen or something like that. It's something in the books where you can... Like the horn that can tame oh, a dragon. Yeah. Maybe that would be like the big thing. Yeah. But crossbow. Yeah. Crossbow. Not even that big of a crossbow. <laughs> Not even connected to a chain or anything where you could pull them down or do what? Yeah, if you miss. Like, it's like, hold on. You got two people cranking this huge fucking wheel. Hold on. Hop, 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 hop. And how many of these have you made, Maester Kyburn? Well, I thought we'd only need the one. <laughs> Just wait until they line up in the sky and gotcha. Let's go. Right through the neck. All three of them. But yeah, it's, it's, I mean, this, this guy has, has stitched a man who was poisoned to death in like a duel to the death. He's like, he said like, death so many times. <laughs> I think it was just twice. But, uh, but he, he reanimated the guy and his, you know, like the sept is, not the sept, the King's Landing is full of like wildfire still. You gotta think outside the box, bro. And he's a maester. It's like, you've studied all kinds of history and it's just, just crossbows. Yeah. And and that it took that long for him to say that because there's like one of the stories about dragons invading places and one of the stories about Dorne is Dorne has never been conquered mm-hmm. and one of the times that Targaryen tried to fly a dragon over there and whip ass they like they killed a dragon by shooting like like giant bolts at it I guess maybe that works it's just yeah it's, it was a little disappointing that he had the same first answer that I would have yeah. <laughs> it's like how do you kill a dragon bow and arrow <laughs> I don't know it's a good how do, you, how do you kill anything that's flying above you and never needs to land? It's like, well, I need to get a sharp thing to there. So <laughs> yeah, how do like, I do that? Well, the first answer would be gun. And then the retort to that would be like, yeah, but like a little gun's not going to kill it. And I'd be like, big gun? <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to see like the draft process. Where it's like, we are going to catapult five guys with swords. <laughs> Go slashy, slashy in the air. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know whether or not just like throwing the green bomb stuff at dragons. <laughs> like that seems yeah. Like you might kill some people, but Cersei obviously doesn't give a shit. Yeah, especially appropriate for her when she's like, so like the farms around King's Landing will burn, my lady, and she's like, I don't give a shit. Yeah, just people. like hurl people in the air with two of these <laughs> two beakers of green shit. Like <laughs> you don't hurl the beakers, hurl a person with the beakers. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like double. If you miss with the first one, they can adjust for you. Nice. You idiot. <laughs> yeah, Kyber's a dope. Alright, that does it for Game of Thrones. We'll see what happens in the Queen's Justice. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, and we'll talk about uh, what's been going on. News, games, movies, news, Breezy on the streets. Sans breezy. Brent, take it away. <laughs> I'm still.
breezing on the streets. Dunkirk dropped and is getting great reviews. That's exciting. Yeah, I want to see it. Where do y'all land on the seventy millimeter high, seventy millimeter IMAX? I don't want to have to do it. <laughs> I don't. If there was one the same distance as a regular one, but was you know the the cost difference, would you rather go? Probably not. I mean, I don't want to go because I want to go to the Mall, Georgia. But yeah, I don't want to go forty five minutes away to watch anything. And that's what I said. Yeah. I don't want to have to go. I don't want this to continue to be a thing like I'm seeing the neutered version of a movie you know Christopher Nolan before him like Quentin Tarantino they're all like the real way to see it is this way it's like I can see it as a movie also right yeah it's it's. I don't care what Christopher Nolan says you'll never convince me that like not seeing it in 70mm IMAX is equal to seeing Batman without Heath Ledger as the Joker <laughs> like yeah. it's not the fucking same yeah I can I can like you said, to see it as a movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sorry for the sound effect people. I'm, I'm sure. i to get the full experience. I'm, I'm sure it's better. I'm sure it's better too, but I don't know. Right now, with the delivery of how they're doing it, it doesn't seem as worth it to me. Also, like, I just don't like how preachy he fucking got. Yeah. About it. Yeah. Like, any, any director like, uh, who does it like, off for Netflix and shit, yeah. it's like, dude, 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 dude. Go lead us little snob. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Also, just like, man, I really want to support your movie. I don't want to spend. Fifty-five dollars for two me and my girlfriend to go see the movie. Yeah, like, I'm gonna go see it here down the road. We're gonna pay twelve bucks. So I'm gonna bring a flask of whiskey. <laughs> That's what I want to do. Yeah. If you don't want me to see your movie, I'll fucking steal it on the internet later. But I won't because I'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's 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 pretty circle jerky. I, I used to also get pretentious about you know seeing it in the theater versus seeing it on a TV versus seeing it on like a little laptop screen, mm-hmm. but. I just, I just don't have the time to give a shit about intended screen experiences. There are movies I want to go see on the big screen. Yeah, and that's about as far as I get. Yeah, and then I, I think about those and I go, oh, I really should see that in the theater. And then I never go and see them in the theater. Like I could watch The Big Sick on my phone and be happy. I know that now. Yeah, mm-hmm. fine. Laying in bed watching it on my you know six inch screen. Yeah, just can't be asked to give a shit. And it's, especially like it's only like ninety minutes, like ninety five minutes. It's like a short little experience. Like the, the the value proposition for that for that amount of money and you know having to relocate from your regular theater is just not worth it. Like I said, if there was one next door to the, I, mean, I know we're lucky we got a yeah. six dollar theater in our neighborhood. There could be a seven millimeter IMAX next door to it, and I don't think I would definitely not go pay. Like I said, it's over fifty bucks. If Two people go on a date. That's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Until we start getting paid to go to these movies with our press passes. Yeah. We're just going for that, free. That happens. The whole reason we're doing this podcast is everybody's clear. So we want free movies. We're trying. <laughs> Nothing going so far. <laughs> Coals in the fire. We've, um, we've gotten a couple free songs. <laughs> any trailers you guys saw? I feel like all the trailers came out last week and not as much this week. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the new the trailer drop was really good. That was really good. Yeah. Nice and creepy. Yeah. Got to see actually more of it this time rather than... Um, trailer for Suburbicon came out. I haven't seen it yet. Excuse me? It's the... Uh, George Clooney directed. Yeah. Matt Damon is in a George Clooney directed movie written by Coen Brothers about like when the mafia comes to like the suburbs in the 1950s. It just looks like it's Coen-esque dark, dark comedy but directed by Clooney. All right. He does some good stuff. I feel like it's a Coen Brothers movie. You're probably better served not watching the trailer. Is there any misinformation or too much information? Are they doing three billboards? Who's, who's directing that? Oh, Martin McDonough. Oh, that's, right, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. I want to see that a lot. Yeah, it looks, it looks good. Did y'all see the... It was filmed here. We found the car on Craigslist. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
I, I saw that post. Uh, my girlfriend was just like looking for used cars on Craigslist and yeah. found the station wagon that she drives in that movie for sale in Decatur. What movie? And three billboards outside of what's it called? What's uh, Missouri? Uh, Ebbing's, Missouri or yeah. something. Oh. Did that movie come out? No. no they're just not filming it. Oh. You seem confused. Are you okay, bud? Yeah. I, <laughs> you, you, at a certain point, like I was I was tuned in, and then the conversation was about something, and then all of a sudden you guys were using words that I didn't recognize. <laughs> Car. Like, and we just go, three billboards? Uh, yeah, three billboards. Yeah. <laughs> Suburbicon? Yeah, it's the one. Yeah, we got it. Three billboards? Yeah, the car. Like, you know, that iconic car for the movie that hasn't come out yet. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it looks interesting. Yeah, Let's check yeah, out the trailer. Uh, Detroit coming out Friday this weekend. Super excited for that. Looks really good. That's a movie that is probably best watched in the theaters. But if I don't watch it in the theaters, it's still going to be a good movie. Yeah. I'm just going to say that about any movie we talk. About. I was going to say like I've never seen a movie not in the theater. And thought it wasn't good, but I can't say that because <laughs> there are movies that I don't like, and maybe seeing them in the theater would have made me like them. Let me just say, Transformers is shit no matter where you watch it. Mm. Transmorphers, on the other hand, watch it on the toilet. It's yeah. great. <laughs> Out with the old and with the new. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and then I just have uh, two news things. One of them is was sad of the SNES Classic. Looks like it's going to be even worse than the NES Classic in terms of... Uh, availability availability yeah the most recent thing was Walmart had it up for pre-order for like a day and yeah. sold out of pre-orders and later on said oh that was a glitch everyone's pre-orders cancelled because it wasn't supposed to go up yeah it wasn't supposed to go live that Walmart sold out pre-orders in like a couple hours is disheartening for inventory yeah I don't know if I'm gonna try yeah because Nintendo said like we're gonna make sure we have more volume this time yeah but Nintendo is so weird about the, the artificial scarcity. Yeah, creating a phenomenon. It's such a negative phenomenon, though. Yeah, yeah. Especially because they're. I mean, they're saying that it's only available in 2017. They're not going to make any more. Like artificial scarcity is good if you have a product you're going to continue to deliver past the holiday season. Right. Is you're going to have people that are going to continue to get it. <clears throat> if it's a limited run, it makes no sense. Right. Right. Like the NES Classic. Like they are not making those anymore. If you want an NES Classic, like. You have to pay a lot of money for it on eBay. Mm-hmm. Like you can't go to any seller. I just want it so bad. The game game yeah. library is so good on the SNES Classic. Yeah, yeah. Want it so bad. Oh, so bad, guys. Oh my god. <laughs> All the other news thing I had was uh, they confirmed that Mahershal Ali is going to be in True Detective season three. Yeah, he's going to be the the main character. Yeah, and it's huh. written by that crazy guy who's done those two seasons and uh, the guy who did Deadwood David Milch nice and the guy who did those Lincoln commercials with Matthew McConaughey <laughs> I don't think he's in it <laughs> but that's pretty much it you guys have any news you want to talk about no yeah. <laughs> the only news that I've got is I want to go to sleep <laughs> okay this just in quick uh, movie coming out this weekend just Detroit oh, for sure for me I put in I put in the show notes here a thing for Hotel for Dogs last week <laughs> so I'm, I'm respecting how, your vote how'd it do <laughs> I don't know we did, don't put it to a vote but it is in the show notes was it the Save best posterity. Dark Tower and <laughs> Kidnap what is Kidnap it's a movie where someone gets kidnapped Halle uh, Berry Halle Berry yeah she goes give me my dinner <laughs> give, give me my dinner <laughs> give me my dinner yeah I would love if every movie was named after the crime that's committed within it <laughs> if any what do you call Game of Thrones there would be so many no crime movies Game of Thrones the TV series is called 
<laughs> rape of murders. Murder, 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 rape, rape. <laughs> and so on and so forth. So um, if we're recommending a movie, you're picking between Kidnap, Detroit, and The Dark Tower. I'm not convinced Dark Tower is going to be good. I'm, I'm recommending Detroit for I'm sure. I'm Detroit. I recommend nothing. That's fair. Okay. Just like in the Telltale games. I want is an option. I want to see Detroit, but I can't like recommend people go see it. Mm-hmm. We understand. This was Talkie Talk, the podcast <laughs> for the media by us. Please visit the site and see our stuff. Connect with us on Twitter at the media by us. Email us the media by us at gmail.com. Our Facebook groups are movies by us, TV by us, games by us. Uh, we'd love to hear from you for podcast topics. Please subscribe and give us ratings. Thanks to the Willow Walkers for providing intro music. And thanks to Boo Reefa for the outro music. Nice. Honestly, thanks to Chris. Thanks. Thanks to DJ. Bye bye. Thanks to myself. Thanks, Brent. Fighting a good fight out there. (laughs) And uh, thanks for listening. Kicking rocks down old dusty roads. Small town slowpokes long time ago. Kicking out records of all the things that I know. All the things that I know. But it's never Jason Bateman. It's never Jason Bateman. But it's never Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman. Oh, nice. Uh, Nice. (laughs) Yeah, bro.